Hello, everyone, and welcome to the prologue episode of the Half Wheeling Podcast. My name is Ross Hill, and I'm delighted to have this opportunity to share a little project that's been in the works for a while. It's a project on the topic of cycling that's a passion of mine and also a passion of the man that will join me as co-host and road captain of this podcast, Scott Barrow. Scotty, welcome, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. What an excellent introduction. You've done this before. Well done. I've just appointed you as road captain, mate. So um, don't don't sort of be too intimidated by that yeah. title. Um, just just play a natural game. Well, in actual fact, yeah, in actual fact, I'm a bit concerned about that because I'm worried that that means that you might be viewing me as over the hill. So I've got wisdom, but I haven't got any legs. So <laughs> I'm a bit concerned about how that looks. No, no, it's 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 all wisdom. Um, there's there's nothing uh, in in reference to age or, or or being too far past it by any means. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Scotty, what brings us here? How, how did we come to this uh, juncture where we, we've developed this podcast? What's, um, yeah. what's brought us together? Yeah, well, I think um, we both have done and do some work with a not, not-for-profit organisation called Blue Earth Foundation. And then we found eventually that uh, we were into cycling and we had a few chats and found out that we were both into the racing part of it as well and the performance part of it all. So that was just led to a series of conversations and then we thought, well, why not, um, why don't we capture some of this and um, get our ideas down and who knows, someone else might like to enjoy it too. And, and we've sort of, I'm just sort of thinking back to some of the conversations we've had about it and it's sort of taken on a, a bit of a, a life of perhaps that we're, we're almost from the bleachers making calls that we can't believe that director sportists aren't making and, and um, you know, we're reading the body language of the riders far better than anyone else, seemingly better than commentators and, and um, ex-riders, ex-pro riders. So we, we've found ourselves chatting about cycling, sometimes in depth and other times quite lowbrow. Scotty, would that be a fair, would that be a fair sort of summation? Yeah, yeah definitely. We're like, we're like the two old blokes in the Muppets up on the balcony. <laughs> Just taking pot shots the whole time. <laughs> just real cheap sheet, cheap seats sort of stuff. And, and to be honest, we just needed an outlet. We really did. That's right. And um, we, yeah, we want to at times be deliberately unaccountable. Of course, we'll be serious at other times. But um, perhaps we can say things that other people can't because we've got nothing riding on this. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because we'll comment on everything, be it um, at the highest level, be it at, at grassroots level, be it, you know, from, from the Saturday bunch or riding in our own. As you said, we are accountable to absolutely no one, mm. albeit there, there, mm. there may be a couple of um, legal ramifications down the track, but our legal team's rock solid and I think <laughs> they'll handle that sort of stuff. But what sort of stuff do you, do you envisage us covering in this podcast, Scotty? Yeah, I reckon, um, I reckon obviously the racing side, um, uh, little tour, as well as mountain bike, cyclocross when it's in season, all that sort of stuff, because I reckon all the bike racing is great. So our observations, celebrations, and a few slap downs. Um, I reckon like your cycling stories and learnings and wins. And I reckon we're, you know, we'll be looking to interview interesting people, and that, like you said, that can range from local right through to anyone else that we can we can grab uh, over time. And um, of course, we also want to know, um, let people know that when those races are being pissed week on the job and the, D- the DS don't know what 
So we're going to... I think it's important that you... I mean, I'm glad you said that. That's another thing that I'm glad you, you went into. I think we can just, just maybe um, <laughs> unpack that for a little bit because um, in the last week we've seen, and, and given that this racing season is condensed and it's it's an absolute smorgasbord of racing, you know, in terms of the World Tour, which has opened up some real sort of oh, expansive judgment on some riders. Some of them um, are Australian. And, and you and I have at times taken a bit of a flamethrower to uh, to a couple of riders. And, and we, we won't sort of go into too much depth about who that is, but one of them is Richie Port. And uh, we, we want to be, um, we don't we don't look to be controversial, but, you know, we'll, we'll give our opinion uh, where we see that it's needed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and maybe one day we'll, we'll meet Richie and we'll discover we're wrong, but we hope we don't do that because we don't <laughs> want the truth get in, to get in the way of our good story. <laughs> Exactly right, Scotty. If you were a, if you were the man on the street, man or woman on the street, why why would you yeah. listen to this podcast? Well, I reckon um, it's, it's a place. You know, this will be a series of conversations. Like we're we're going the hard angle about you know being negative and taking piss out of people, but it's more than that. It's it's definitely celebrating the passion for cycling and the performance because we're we're both we both work as coaches, so we take a performance and learning approach to it all. Um, we both love cycling ourselves, and we're really looking to sort of use the bike as a, a vehicle for our living. So if you like that well-rounded approach, that, that'll be a, that, that'll be us. And I mean, where else can people disagree with our, like I said, deliberately unaccountable uh, racing knowledge and assessment? And, you know, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be like two hacks down the pub boasting that we could drop Richie Port on the Glibier if we, you know, if we got fit. That's, that'll be us. I would have thought so. It's it's sort of an interesting one. I think if you're half interested in cycling and you, you think you might enjoy some um, some half baked, not quite a hundred percent accurate analysis, but a thousand percent amusing commentary. And you're right. At times we and will passionate. Yeah, very passionate. At times we will veer into a, a serious sort of mindset. But yeah, I think will, half wheel and yeah, the half wheel and podcast could be for you. And you might not be super super interested in in cycling but we'll get you there um we'll we'll hold your hand and we'll get you there (laughs) that's right that's right we'll get you and look like like all great half wheelers half the time we don't know that we're doing it we're harmless but we're no doubt being pests at the same time half wheelers there it was a name that we um we agreed upon um almost simultaneously via via text message Mm. and it sort of typifies that real sort of unaccountable, um, almost showman who who thinks they're better than everyone else in the bunch, and and that's sort of we felt it was an appropriate name for the podcast. Um, importantly, mm. that no one else had taken it, so that was also an important part of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought, Scotty, if we could just maybe, given that we're we're in the midst of the of the cycling season now, maybe mm. give the, the listeners out there just a bit of an idea of, of what sort of floats our boat from an individual sense in terms of the world tour. Mm. So I, I, I want to ask you yeah. just to, to give us a bit of an idea of what floats your boat in, in the world tour or, or even in just in cycling in general. Yeah. Um, well, at the world tour sort of level, in terms of watching it as a spectator, I, I personally love well-rounded races and bike handlers. So not only the skill, but just well-rounded races who are, seem to be able to uh, race without fear. And they seem to, whenever they're in a race, they're always looking for a chance to sort of um, see what they can do rather than this eternal big build-up and, and then hesitation or concern about taking a risk. So obviously some of those are some of the better riders in the peloton for the men and the women. But, you know, everyone 
Everyone loves Peter Sagan. Uh, I love Marianne Voss, you know, world champion in road, um, cyclocross and uh, mountain bike. Uh, Van der Poel, the same reason. Incredible performer in the three disciplines. Yolanda Neff in, um, in uh, women's mountain bike. She's incredible. Very tough. Sort of looks like Goldilocks, but this incredibly tough athlete. Um, Valverde, Alejandro Valverde. We know he's got a checkered pass, but, mate, does he show up to play? And uh, he's entertaining. He's always, he wins from the start of the season down the, the end. Um, his amazing uh, adaptability. Vincenzo Nibali, again, checkered pass, but entertaining, incredible uh, racer. And to go back a bit further, you know, the Badger, Bernard you know, we I love him, not only because he won, but just how he did it and at a level of self-assurance and unapologeticness too. So um, those are the type of, uh, you know, riders and races I love. How about yourself? Well, again, I'll regurgitate the Sagan one. I think there's there's not many people who don't like Sagan. Um, I've, mm. I've fallen in love with and have a massive man crush at the minute on Welt Van Aert, which I think uh, a lot mm. of people who follow cycling do. I, yeah. I love Thomas de Ghent. If there's a break on, <laughs> I've always said there's death taxes and Thomas de Ghent in a break. That's always <laughs> that's always going to happen. I'm of Alaphilippe. Hey, Ross, can I interrupt you there? Yep. Just quickly, um, I heard him getting interviewed the other day and he said the key to a break is to get a couple of other blokes who are committed to you, as you are, and he goes, when you ride the climbs, you just ride the climbs at 380 watts and then you'll stay away. What? So that, that's, that's, easy. The, that's the solution. Yeah, that's what right. you, why don't they all get in it and just, just apply that logic? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Mate, I'm a, no, up. that's all right. I'm an Alaphilippe fan. I just love his panache and he, he's just, he just brings something different. And just as he gets out of the saddle and rocks that frame from side to side, it's, it's something to behold. I don't mm. know why, and I still really, as I, as I wrote this down, I don't really know why. I'm a Daniel Oss fan and I think it's because he had a pony. I don't know if he still got the ponytail or not, but he always was one who would get in a break and, and animate the race a little bit. So I like Daniel Oss. Um, mm. and, and I'm also a fan of a couple of midgets in the world tour, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're little leprechauns, but I love Esteban Chavez. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm also, it, yeah. A, yeah, I'm also a George Bennett fan. Ooh. I think he's got some agates and he, he likes to win too. If, <laughs> if he doesn't um, leave much in the tank, if, if he wants to have a crack, he'll have a crack. And if he loses, so be it. He doesn't yeah, leave yeah, anyone yeah. doubting. So I'm, I, I like George Bennett. He's a Kiwi. He's had a pretty good start to the season. It's got to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just yesterday in um, Lombardia, he did, he raced exactly how you said, you know, he had, um, who do you have? Um, Fuglesang. How do you say his name? Fuglesang. And, um, I, uh, that's another yeah, thing, yeah, Scotty. We're, we're going to be we're going to be encountering. <laughs> we don't care about how lot. we say it, and also <laughs> if we say it different different each time, we don't care, and we don't want to hear about it either. So Jakob Fools Gang, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he had him, and he attacked him a few times, and uh, didn't have the legs. Um, Jakob, geez, he looked so comfortable sitting in the seat the whole time, and he just, you know, is much stronger and good on him. He deserved it, and he's a, he's a great racer. But, yeah, George Benedict did exactly what you said. He had a crack, and he couldn't have done much more, and I'm assuming, you know, most of him would be pretty satisfied with his with his race on that day of Lombardia. Absolutely. Scotty, you've uh, ridden over in Europe, um, you know, been um, ridden in mm. some of those beautiful parts of the world. What are some of your favourite races in the world? Oh, well, I haven't, I haven't raced over there, so I'm not a, I'm not a European racer, but I've ridden, um, 
Well, I love Lombardia because of where it goes, the terrain, and uh, around Lake Como and all that. And it's in Italy, and it's pretty amazing. Very beautiful. You know, the race to the falling leaves. Uh, the big one has got to be Roubaix because it's so raw and primitive and unique and yep. simple. It's yep. very simple. So there's that. And, yeah, I mean, uh, since I've been watching, it's been dry too. It's been dry every year. So I can't imagine what it's like in some of those cobbles when it's wet. So... So there's that, and you know, again, all the Belgian, the Belgian classics from a watching watching point of view, because they're just so raw and simple, and, and there's always you know a few breakaways and you know groups of threes and fours and crosswinds, and I just reckon it's those one day classics are so entertaining, so incredible to watch, and um, it, it, it takes a, a super type of uh, rider, and it also gives a lot of the guys who are bigger framed and different type of characteristics in your GC, mountain, even domestique type riders, you know, like now we're looking in the Dauphiné, it's completely different um, racing and uh, characteristics required. So it's great to see that variety there. Yeah, you're right. Those all-rounders who, who are bigger framed, you know, possess some power and, and, and have that will to win in those mm. classics. I, I concur with the uh, the Roubaix. I think it's just the brutalness of it and the probably the mystique that surrounds it. You know, its reputation mm. precedes it almost, given that, mm. you know, some of the, the cobbles that these guys have had to, to ride over and it's it's amazing. I, th- I think also think Strata Bianchi is gathering a little bit of momentum as a... Yeah. And, and there's no reason why it shouldn't become a monument. I think it's almost is a monument without officially being one in a sense, but um, I really enjoyed that this mm. year. And the Tour de France is the Tour de France. But the Giro is is the beautiful race, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Soaring mountains and still attracts wonderful riders as the first Grand Tour of the year. That almost mm. pure racing, you'd go for the Giro ahead of the Tour. Yeah, yeah, same, absolutely. I haven't been to the Tour, and everyone says it's amazing. Of this massive event that moves every day, so the the actual circus, not to dismiss it, but the actual circus factor is supposed to be amazing. But um, yeah, for me, in terms of just watching and watching from a distance, yeah, the Giro is the one. It, it creates really interesting, um, especially over the last decade, really interesting racing, especially on the tra- you know, transition stages and stuff like that. Whereas France have got a lot of long, long sort of flatter climbs, if you like, whereas <laughs> Italy's got those raw, super steep climbs. And on their flatter days, it's still super hilly and heaps of stuff can happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit on the same boat with you there. Mate, it's been great to have our prologue chat. We've mm. sorted out our uh, team leaders, and that'll things will start to take shape now. So we're going to um, mm. we're going to catch up as often as we can, Scotty, and, and talk about the things that we've brought up in uh, today's prologue. We look forward mm. to uh, to catching up regularly, mate, to unpack all this stuff. And mm. um, Ross, um, a question out without notice for you, and again, you might have something on, you might not. You know, what What are the big questions for you this racing season? And even just even in your own cycling, what, what are some of the big questions that are, you know, the local press are hounding, hounding you about? Well, I am pressured relentlessly by the local press to, to give my opinion. I, I try to remain as independent as I possibly what's the population can. Of your, what's the population of your town? Is it 200 or 250? A uh, thousand or just 250? <laughs> no, no, I think we're, um, what are we, I've forgotten what we're ticking over. We're in the thousands, like we're, we're in multiple thousands. Thousands. Jeez, okay. Yeah, okay. but starting to, starting to get a bit of a, a marking on the map. 
Well, we're just starting to get a little bit of notoriety now, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But right, yeah. look, Big I'm going to, going to enjoy seeing how after, obviously, we've just finished the Dauphiné mm. and guys are out of shape. It's not a normal run-in to tour, which is taking place at a later time. And guys are just short on, on race days and mm. preparation. So yeah. it's an interesting little predicament that some guys find. I mean, they'll be talking a big game in terms of their, their own personal levels that they think they're in, but are they actually in them, Scotty? That's the big question. I'm, I'm interested to see. Mm. Obviously, there's been some, some race falls and, and Roglic and, and Krozvike are, mm. um, are in a little bit of doubt. So that momentum that Jumbo Visma had gathered is just staggering a little bit. But they obviously had some answers to Ineos. And um, Ineos are, are at that same predicament. They've got some guys who are uh, perhaps looking to find a little bit of form as well. So I'm really interested to see how that pans out in the next few weeks. Mm, yeah, for sure. What about you? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I'm interested in if Matthew Vanderpol can win a big race this year. So he won Amstel last year, didn't he, with that incredible performance where he dragged what he dragged about twelve blokes the last ten days or something, and then over overtook he overtook Fuglesang or what's his name? Jacob. We'll just call him Jacob. <laughs> yeah, Wolfgang. We'll call him Jacob. Quick Quickowski and Alaphilippe overtook them like they were standing still. And no one could come around. And so that was incredible. But will he win a real big one like Roubaix or um, Flanders or one of those? Um, because last year, in the form he was in, he didn't, his team didn't get a ride at um, Roubaix. But all things being equal, if he had been in the last 10 or 15 Ks with uh, Gilbert, Gilbert um, I reckon he would have ripped Gilbert's legs off. And that's saying something because Gilbert is a beast. Even now, in the later stages of his career, he's still a beast. He's still... Yep tough and hard and fast and I reckon Vanderpol would have ripped his legs off so it'll be interesting to see if Vanderpol can sort of bring that freshness again that he had last year and so that one and then uh, on, a, on a personal level Ross um, you know I'm a big fan of tyre pressure and tyres yep. um, yep. both from a both from a comfort but also a performance and traction point of view so I'm just interested in how soft can you ride 28 you know without losing speed and responsiveness so that's a little um, micro micro issue we've got the big issues and the micro issues well then that's probably a good note to um to maybe just alert our listeners and our potential listeners too that we want to we want to hear from our listeners and maybe if we're talking about tire pressure give us your insights let us know you know yeah. i know there's a lot of topics in cycling but we we want to try and cover the big ones and the and the micro ones as you mentioned Actually, just your tyre pressure there, Scotty. I was just, you actually got me onto the less P. I'm down 20 PSI at least from, from the last time we rode together. So you've got me onto that and it, it's, it's working just nicely at the minute. Yeah, well, my, my goal is to see if I can drop you down another 40 or 50 PSI and then, then we'll ride together and I'll drop you like a stone. <laughs> so that, that'll, be, that'll be good. Oh, you heard it here, listeners. Let's just see how this uh, pans out as the uh, as the podcast goes. We this could be all wrapped up in six episodes. This thing because Scotty Scotty's just treated me like a bloody bad smell. No, nah, it'd be all good. No, um, I think there's a lot there's a lot there with the tyres and the tyre pressure and all that. That's a it's probably one of the, it's probably yeah the biggest factor on the bike that you know the biggest thing you can influence on your bike's performance is. Tires, tire quality, and tire pressure. So you know it's a micro thing, but it's a good thing to be tuned into. I think if you you know you're relatively serious about your riding and racing. Yeah, 
good, it would be a good thing for us to look into. And as I said, yeah, get the listeners' opinions and, and you know, how they see, how, how they see those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, because we want the listeners' opinions, don't we? Because we want, we want material to shut down and yeah. just dismiss publicly. Well, Exactly that, right. That's and, important. And and even if we get the sort of feeling that they might be right, if it is right, we'll take it on as our own mm. evidence and um, it, yeah. completely yeah. disregard where it came from. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, the customer is always right, that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, that won't be us. No. <laughs> With French panache, we'll, we'll be so arrogant about <laughs> it. That's right. We'll just, yeah, we, we, we came up with it. It was always our idea, for sure. Scotty, it's been great to talk yeah. to you, mate. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing Thanks, where we can go with this, and yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. And uh, we hope you can all join in. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not as bad as we sound. We're probably just um, in, indulging ourselves, but yeah, I think we can do something good here, Ross. Love your work, mate. Good on you, Ross. Good on you, Scotty. <laughs>